This is an excerpt from Different Ways Revealing the Feminine by Seal, published 2020. Chapter 5, On a Blanket with My Baby. I was 11 when the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Supremes, the Animals, Roy Orbison, the Kinks, and the Beach Boys all hit the airwaves, all at once to become a new, fabulous daily routine. 1964, just like that. Boom. A giant wave of air full of all this mysterious and exciting backbeat with cryptic information about sex and secret forbidden knowledge was flooding my imagination. I just got my period a development in which no one explained to me very well because any instruction regarding any personal hygiene was omitted, especially if it involved down there. So I was on my own. Mostly my days were full of trying to imagine what it was that Johnny Moore and the Drifters were doing with their girls on the blanket under the boardwalk. I was a girl. I should know this stuff. I didn't know a thing about anything, and I just figured everyone else did. And yet, it seemed no one really knew exactly what was going on within these tremendously stimulating sounds and suggestive lyrics either. Not really. It was like a packed class in human sexuality with no instructor. This exposure to someone just out of sixth grade was mind-numbing. So I learned the latest dances, and I pretended I knew a lot more than I did, not having the kind of confidence to be caught not knowing something that I should. Like for many of the teens then, ideas regarding human relationships and sexuality were simply left to work themselves out. I remained silent and consequently became an enigma of sorts, and continued to let people assume with me. It seemed okay. It didn't help that I had no awareness of how to cultivate close relationships or to trust anyone so I could have shared confidences and we could ask each other about these things, or at the very least, sit quietly together in mutual wonder. There was, of course, no instant access to facts in those days. Good and bad information took its time traveling to us. There was actual time to assume, misunderstand, or screw things up and design a really elaborate and uneducated big error back then. Today, time has sped up, and we have instant access to knowledge with the Internet. People fall and fail and bounce back enlightened or not at a much faster pace. It is a common assumption that we do not need time to figure things out or fumble about like we needed then. We may find out that we are flat out wrong about that. Bodies like children need to ease into things. They need time and space to assimilate deeper knowledge. We now spin information through a mental filter, but actually learn very little, sometimes because our emotional bodies are not included in the process. 
Either we don't recognize the need or we don't care. My education on many things was conventional wisdom. For instance, it was common to see an ad with a man dressed in a lab coat on the television, and he would speak with confidence, usually while smoking a cigarette, suggesting, Ask your doctor. I nervously tried asking my doctor about birth control. There was scuttlebutt about it, and I wasn't sure what it was. I was met by his red, angry, terrifying face, and was thrown out of his office. He certainly didn't act like the kindly doctor on TV. After that, I knew I should be careful asking any adult anything risky, and I rarely did. It was the same at home regarding asking anything. TV now also became suspect as a reliable source. A blessing, that. Few things felt more shameful than getting kicked to the curb like that. An inquiring mind becomes bruised and battered. I was getting used to it, though. As a child, I would ask about something I saw that was confusing to me and find out, usually through a stony silence, that it was taboo to talk about. Did I mention that I was almost twelve now? Ah, but the music. There is a threat of falling into one's difficulties, I think, and forgetting that as terrible as many experiences were, and there were some seriously bad bits in there, there was also some rabid fun for the wild post-war children born in the 1950s. I mean, just the flow of incredible new music we were exposed to daily was in and of itself dope, one huge dose after another. It was breathtaking to wake each day and discover some new hit song. It is enough to make you weep in reflection, realizing 60 years later this music is still popular and sends millions of listeners to the moon and back daily, often inspiring new generations of musicians. We thought this windfall of music thing was never-ending, of course, and it did go on for years. It was an amazing time and I find it sobering to realize that these songs generate entire radio formats to this day. I mean, that is fucking amazing that I was there when that music was brand new. What a privilege it was to witness such a cultural phenomenon. I and thousands of teenagers all over the world were thunderstruck simultaneously, listening and having our minds and our bodies ripped open wide by these sounds. It altered our energy field. Wow! It made all of our lives a musical. Most of us have a soundtrack that reflects the sweep of the popular culture of our time. The sound frequency adaption for generations to come, became embedded in all human consciousness with the advent of radio. We've all had an earful. Oh, and a guy walked on the moon. Collectively, our perspective shifted as we all saw the Earth was a planet through Neil Armstrong's eyes. I tried to keep up, but anything with depth fell prey to the distraction of my youth. Shake it loose together. 
I'm not sure if it was because of my baby wires being crossed by the daddy DJ and the radio, or whether it was my part of being born into a generation of popular culture whores. But all I wanted to do was be around music and musicians all of my life. It was a goal that raised me up, and it smacked me down good. Having the daddy issue did not help keep things straight for me when it came to musicians. Musicians were holy men to me. It was rock musicians I craved, of course, because, well, that's where the fun was, obviously. They appeared to be having the most fun, anyway. It was my desire to be a girl happily ensnared in some musician's magical existence. In truth, any male would have been able to deliver me a magical existence. I knew nothing about men or boys, never having any around when I was growing up with my brother being so much older. The fact that I didn't know anything real about boys made them even more enigmatic in my life. Ergo, my prime focus and some of my most strained memories are around having crossed paths with musicians. I was a dancer, and there was no more fun to be had than hitting my groove to rock and roll on the dance floor. It didn't bother me that boys liked my dancing. I was opportunistic that way. But even more than the boys' attentions, I loved crawling inside the music and letting my body surrender to the sound. I was free in the world dancing. I could trust music. In hindsight, I think I was most empowered when I danced as well. I knew nothing of power. It never crossed my mind to be a valuable talent or even something I could develop or pursue as a career. Later in life, I was mortified to realize that I missed entirely something that could have brought me an immense amount of joy. The articulation of my body. I have always said, if given another life and a choice in the matter, I would reincarnate with the knowledge that I would remember to be a dancer and make it a priority. I know that is not how death and soul transmigration works, but that was my old world prayer. I loved how I felt dancing that much. As I stated, I maintained as a teen the default of a knowledgeable persona, when in truth, I knew nothing. This was a time bomb of sorts, because at some point it was going to be discovered that I am not a classy little piece of hipster ass, but a clumsy, unhygienic, ignorant tool. Without going into much detail, my chasing after musicians became a passing amusement to most guys, and more than once I was ridiculed, used, and made mockery of. My vulnerability and my desperation for attention was embarrassing to everyone, including myself. I didn't cover it very well, and I was left for roadkill upon occasion. Confused and bruised. These are not fun memories for me, and they should be. If everyone concerned was kinder and I was wiser, that's not what those years were for, however. I was never assaulted by a musician, just mocked and toyed with like an annoying sister, and for that I'm internally grateful, because if that had ever been torn from me by an act of violence, I would have never have made it through the rest of my life lessons, because I relied so heavily upon music and dance for my survival. 
There was plenty of consensual romp. Perhaps if I had chased after flugelhorn players or concert pianists. But that wasn't my fate nor focus. It was my way to wander into the most edgy experiences I could find. I was hardwired that way. Life would toughen me up and I would learn to parent myself eventually. In the meantime, I figured out what they were doing under the boardwalk, but I was way late in grasping the appeal. Thank you.